Welcome to the Holiday Podcast, where we sit over homemade challah on Friday afternoons at my table. I'm your host, Tammy Priest, a Jewish follower of Jesus, and it's great to be with you again today as we talk about these intersections between the Old and New Covenants. Now today, in addition to the challah, we also have some mini cheesecakes um, for my grandma's recipe, and the reason is that uh, last night, many of my Jewish brothers and sisters around the world did not go to bed. Instead, they hunkered down and spent the night reading Torah, studying scripture, probably sustained by eating all things dairy, like these cheesecakes. This may sound strange, but there's really a good reason for it, so hang on. Um, it all starts with the fact that uh, today is the Jewish feast of Shavuot. And Shavuot means weeks, as in the biblical feast of weeks. And Shavuot is one of the three pilgrimage feasts, and God also called it the Harvest Festival and the Day of First Fruits. But you may know it better as Pentecost, which means 50th in Greek. So let me read part of God's command about the feast so that you'll see why it has these names. Um, this is from Leviticus 23. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, from the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, count off seven full weeks, count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. From wherever you live, bring two loaves made with two-tenths of an ephah of flour, baked with yeast as a wave offering of first fruits to the Lord. Okay, so going back to what I said a minute ago, um, what does the offering of first fruits have to do with people studying scripture all night and eating a bunch of foods from dairy? Well, it has everything to do with the date of the feast. Although there's no actual date, a specific date on the calendar for Pentecost or Shavuot, God simply said to start counting after the Passover Sabbath and to come back to Jerusalem with their first fruits offering on the 50th day. Now, if you've heard me teach on Pentecost before, you know that this daily counting from 50 from Passover is not arbitrary. And it's not simply, you know, a nice round number because the 50th day after the Passover rescue from Egypt was the day when God gave his people the law at Mount Sinai. That day when there was thunder and lightning on the mountain and God established his covenant with Israel. Now, obviously, God made personal covenants with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob hundreds of years earlier. But on that 50th day in the desert, he entered into a covenant with the descendants as a group. Um, that's when the Israelites became God's covenant people, and they were becoming a nation, um, his nation. And so that day, along with his covenant promises, God started giving them the Ten Commandments and all the laws that flowed from them, from spiritual and relational guidelines to legal and medical ones. God was inviting them to grow into a healthy society with him as their king. And that's why Judaism has this long-standing tradition of reading God's word all night on the anniversary of that 50th covenantal day. And since we love to teach Bible lessons with food in Judaism, and since scripture often is referred to as milk, we also feast on all sorts of things made with dairy, like these mini cheesecakes from my grandmother. 
which uh, if you like the recipe, you can go to my bio and find this month's newsletter. Anyway, to sum this up, by studying scripture and eating foods that represent it, we celebrate the covenant God made with us and the scriptures that he gave to us on that first 50th day in the desert. And in response, we read that the people responded together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Of course, we know how that turned out. No matter how magnificent the covenant or the covenant maker was, the people couldn't keep it. And of course, neither can we. We make all sorts of promises to stay on the right track or to get back on the right track, um, to never make a mistake like that again, whatever that may be for us. Not a single one of us can do all that the Lord has spoken. And that is why we needed a new covenant because um, as David Stern puts it, um, the fault was not with the covenant, but with the people who did not remain faithful to it. The Israelites in the desert knew this was true. They started worshiping the golden calf before the stone tablets even made it down the mountain. And God's people in Jesus's day knew it too. Um, the smoke from endless sacrifices rose from the altar all the time, reminding them that they could never get it right, at least not for very long. They knew this about themselves, just like we know it about ourselves. But God promised through Jeremiah that one day he was going to establish a new covenant. And it would be a covenant that they could keep because God was going to keep it for them. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Instead of scrapping the whole human experiment and washing his hands of the whole thing, which he had every right to do, God leaned in towards us. And during that monumental Pentecost of Acts 2, it all came together. So like I said earlier, Shavuot or Pentecost is a pilgrimage feast, which means hundreds of thousands of Jewish pilgrims were in Jerusalem for the feast, just like they've been doing every year for more than a thousand years. And all the while, I think two things were probably rattling around in their heads. One, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus right there in Jerusalem just 50 days earlier, the last time they were there. And number two, on this anniversary of the first covenant, thinking about God's 600-year-old promise to establish a new covenant. And then in the midst of their first fruit offerings and worship with all that in their heads, God descended like flames and a whirlwind from heaven again. The promised new covenant had actually arrived in dramatic fashion on the anniversary of the original covenant, the Holy Spirit indwelling people for the very first time right there. Our God is more brilliant and intentional than we could ever imagine. And his intention was and is and always will be to bring redemption and restoration in every possible way. 
the 50th day in Sinai and at Pentecost in Acts 2 is a reminder, this glorious reminder of his audacious eternal promises and of his desire and power to keep every single one of them. So I will certainly raise a glass of milk with you to that on this Pentecost holiday. Bye.